Hey, 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 how's it going out there, my mushroom lovers? Oliver Carlin here, and I'm the Mushroom Man. Today, I want to talk to you about the top three types of morel mushrooms and identification tips. So the big question is this. With over 10,000 different species of mushrooms, how do people that want to benefit from their various medicinal properties accurately identify them in the wild, grow them at home, or make them taste delicious without having to read confusing medical reports and possibly eating a poisonous look-alike by mistake? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Oliver Carlin, and welcome to Curative Mushroom. Alright, so let's just imagine for a second that, you know, it's winter time, even though right now we're in the in the depths of they are in the heat of the summer. And but I want you to imagine it's winter. <laughs> and so it's like winter ends like March twentieth, right? And then we go into spring. So once you imagine it's March and it's that time of year when the weather just starts to make that change, right? It starts to make that change from being cold to being somewhat warm. And it's when everybody wants to go outside and start walking around and going for hikes and doing outdoor activities because they've been cooped up for the past four months in winter, right? So that's us, right? We just, we're going out, it's time to go outdoors and we're walking. We decide to go for a hike with the family and we're out in the wooded areas and and you know we're walking along the trail and sure enough on the edge of the trail we see this little tiny honeycomb thing no bigger than the size of our thumb popping up on the edge of the trail we look down i mean it, it's a pretty hard one to see right and but we see it there somehow our eyes caught it and we went down we reached down and we picked this sucker and could it be it's obviously a morel mushroom it has to be it's got this honeycomb cap however are we a hundred percent sure that this is actually a morel mushroom because there are some deadly lookalikes so how can we be sure you know i would love to take a picture with this thing and you know show all my friends that I actually found this elusive morel mushroom. Because, you know, one thing about the morel mushroom is you can never predict where they're going to grow. People have yet to figure out ways to successfully farm them. Yes, I've seen some videos um, in China and different places where people have done it. But very, very few people have figured out a way to farm this thing because it's just it's just elusive. People don't understand it you know it's it's one of those mushrooms it's why it sells for so much money in the farmers market is because people can't grow it and when people have patches of them i mean they tell people you don't ever tell anyone where this patch is this is a family um this is a family um you know thing where we pass it down generation to generation and it's it's very secretive if you actually have somewhere where these things grow. Um, however, people do get them to grow, right? It's not impossible. If you, you, you know, we got different, you can put the spores in the ground and if you have the conditions right, you can, you can probably get them to grow. However, 
this is a wild morel mushroom that we want to be able to identify. And they're expensive and they're delicious mushroom. They're unloaded and they've got medicinal health benefits. And if you would like to learn more about those, I have other podcasts that talk about that. And so lastly, you know, we just need to feel safe, right? We do not want to be putting our lives in danger because we found a morel mushroom that we thought was a morel mushroom and it wasn't. So what we, we have no choice, right? We got to do some research. We got to figure this thing out. We can take it home with us and we'll start doing the research and figuring out, okay, is this thing really a morel mushroom? Now, what you'll find is that there are 80 different species of the Morcella genus, right? So the Morcella genus is the scientific name for morel, okay? And most of the time, um, well, let's just say this. Instead of looking at it at 80 different species, we can easily break that down into three main categories of the morel mushroom. Just keep it simple, right? I'm all about keeping things simple. We don't need to overcomplicate things. So if we keep it simple, right, we can say, okay, there's the black morel, there's the yellow morel, and then there's the half-free morel. Those are basically your main three categories of your morel mushrooms. And so... If we're looking at, um, so we know that, right, going into this. So how do we know what this is? Is it actually a morel mushroom? So first of all, is it going to be the color, right? Where does this thing fall? Is it black? Is it gray? Is it olivish in color? Is it um, tan? You know, that basically just tells you what category we're falling in. However, any one of these mushrooms is edible and is a choice edible mushroom. There are some people who report getting gastrointestinal distress from eating the half freeze. My personal opinion is they probably ate a verpa <laughs> because a verpa looks very similar to a half free morel and they are poisonous. They have um gyromitrin is a toxin found in the verpa. However, the half free morel does not contain a, a toxin. So I don't know. It, who knows why they, they had the, um, gastrointestinal distress when they ate the half free however it's still um it is still a mushroom that you can eat the half freeze people eat them all the time so um the biggest defining characteristic right now if we're looking at this morale we want to say okay this is what most people are going to tell you to do if you look at the morale right is to cut it in half and see if it's hollow on the inside that's going to be number one however some of the deadly poisonous lookalikes, they can appear hollow on the inside with age. But if you got a real young mushroom on your hand, then you're pretty safe saying, okay, this thing's hollow on the inside. Now, one of the, the other things to look at is, does the cap and the stem, does, well, does the bottom of the cap connect directly to the stem? Because if it does and it's hollow on the inside, then you got yourself a morel. You can be uh, basically 100% sure there that this is a morel mushroom. The only tricky ones that you're gonna have are if you got yourself a half-free morel because the half-free morel, see the bottom of the cap doesn't connect directly to the stem. 
it's halfway up the cap that it connects to the stem. But when you cut it open, it's hollow on the inside. This can be confusing because you may think, oh, well, a verpa, a verpa, it also doesn't connect at the base. So the half freeze can be confused with the verpas. Um, and I get more into identifying the verpas in another podcast, so be sure to check that out. I also go into the four poisonous lookalikes of the morel, which are the uh the early false morel, which is the Verpa Bohemica. Then you've got the Bell morel, which is the Verpa Conica. Then you got the deadly false morel, which is the Gyro Mitra Escalante, which has also got several other genuses or species of the genus Gyro Mitra. But um, the biggest thing there is if you want to learn more about the poisonous ones, go check that out. It'll also help with identification. However, if you wanted to be 100% safe, just don't get the half-free morels. Then you don't got to worry about it. Then just get your black and your yellow morels. They connect at the base of the cap to the stem. They're hollow on the inside. Done. End of conversation. You don't have to take any risk at all. And you can go home and cook that bad boy up and enjoy the health benefits of it and the nutrients as well as the amazing taste that it has. And heck, you are now part of an elite or an elite, but elusive, or um, a, an elucative, elucative, lucrative. You're a part of a lucrative, something like that, community of morel hunters, and it's a very passionate group of people. Okay. Now, let's say you haven't found your morel yet, and you're just wanting to go look for one, right? So, where do you go look? Now, I have a whole nother podcast. That we go in and articles, articles, podcasts, just go to my site, creativemushrooms.com. I have um, detailed articles on how to find the morel mushrooms, um, little known secrets, health benefits, all that stuff. But some just general tips um, know this if you're gonna go searching for a morel, there's certain key things that you're gonna need to know, okay? One thing that people have found through the years is they do like to grow. In symbiosis, something like that, symbiosis, you know what I mean. They like to associate with certain types of trees and plants. So some of the trees they like are ash tree, cottonwood tree, sycamore tree, poplar tree, elm tree, apple tree. If you go to my article, I have pictures to help you identify these trees. Also, they like umbrella plants, mayapple plants, and trilliums. Well, these plants, they grow in the same conditions as morels. So typically, if you find those plants growing, there's probably going to be morels nearby. So when do you go hunting for morels? Morels like to grow in the spring. Spring is from March until May. However, they've been found growing as late as September. It, it, a lot of it depends on the conditions, right? They like damp, moist soil. So is there, are you getting good rainfall and stuff like that? Is the humidity there in the area? Moist soil is important. But more importantly than all is probably the temperature. They like temperatures between around 60 degrees Fahrenheit during the day and 40 degrees at night. This will create a soil temperature between 55 and 62 degrees if you were to measure it with a thermometer four inches deep in the soil. That seems to be the temperature range that this morel is going to fruit in, 
okay? So if you if you um if you have trees, if learn to identify these trees because if you find these trees and you learn to identify these plants, you find these plants and then the temperature, bring a thermometer, stick it in the ground and the temperature's right, then hey, you're on track to finding these morels. So now that you know, let's say you find the area, you find the areas that have these trees you find these areas that have these plants the conditions the temperature everything's right where do you look in the in the woods right um the biggest thing there the, i'm not going to go into all the the different things but just some key places to look for would be on trail edges um trail edges where people walk is believe it or not that's where they like to be they don't like to be in secluded areas. On areas where forest lines meet um, open fields, burned areas, they like high pH soil. Like if there's been a burned area recently within the past one to two years, and I've got links to maps on my sites, on my articles to find these types of areas that's up to date. Also, um, old apple orchards, they used calcium carbonate to treat the trees and the soil suck that in so you can also get um, high pH in the grounds there but uh that's pretty much oh and then they've also got maps out there interactive maps where people have actually said hey we found somewhere else but here's the thing right people that's cool that people are identifying them and they're putting them in these maps but at the end of the day a real morel hunter they're not going to go let everyone know their secret spots so there's plenty of secret spots out there that people don't know of, and uh, you can go out and find them. But other than that, and that'll be pretty much, that's pretty much it. Um, like I said, just to recap, this was about identifying the morale, right? So it's if you if you wanna be safe, go with the black or yellow morale. I got pictures on my, on my website, creativemushrooms.com, and see that the stem attaches at the base and it's hollow on the inside. If you do have a half free, don't throw it out. Um, check out my other podcast and my other articles on how to identify, how to, how to distinguish the half free from the Verpas. And once you realize it's how easy it is to tell the half free from the Verpas, you won't even worry about it. But other than that, that's pretty much all we got for today, baby. Now you should be equipped with the knowledge to accurately identify a morel mushroom. And now you can feel confident that this is truly a morel mushroom and you're not gonna die within five to seven days because you ate a false one. Other than that, if you'd like to learn more about identifying morels, honey morels and their lookalikes, then check us out at curativemushrooms.com. Thanks for listening. And if you thought this was useful, please subscribe and head over to my website, curatedmushrooms.com, and get on our newsletters so I can send you some really cool emails on all different types of mushrooms. Other than that, take care, and I'll be talking to you soon. Bye-bye. Curative Mushrooms has to post the standard FDA disclaimer. The statements made regarding medicinal mushrooms have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of these products has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. 
Curative Mushrooms is not making claims intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before consuming medicinal mushrooms. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice. Thank you.